Hey guys, it's Leah and Michelle. It's Brandy's wedding anniversary actually, so it's just gonna be the two of us here today. It's a special sister episode. Ooh, sister bonding. Yeah, we are spooky shit in Tales from the Beyond. guys and since it is march 15th today two days before st patrick's day we're going to be talking about all things irish with that said michelle's going to be taking the story off go ahead i am going to be taking this off <laughs> let's go so i am going to talk about bally galley that's not how you pronounce it i googled it it's definitely bally galley it's balagalley balagalley all you have to say is balagalley balagalley castle if I'm fucking that up, I don't think we have any listeners in Ireland, so no one will know. <laughs> so, this castle was built in 1625, <laughs> close, by James Shaw. It's half an hour north of Belfast, Ireland, and it's on the coast of the Irish Sea. Sometime in the 20th century, it was expanded and part of it was turned into a hotel. So, it is said to be haunted by at least three different ghosts, maybe more, including the founder James Shaw's wife, Lady Isabel Shaw. By founder, do you mean the person who created the castle? Yes, I meant to say the builder? No, I doubt he <laughs> built it himself. <laughs> so, there's a few different stories about how exactly Lady Isabel died. One is that her husband locked her in a tower in the castle because she was unable to give him a male heir. Rather than starve, she <laughs> threw herself out of the window to take her own life. I mean, I can't blame her, we've all to be been, honest. Oh, I thought you were saying, I can't blame him. I was like, we've all been oh, there. Yes, I, I can't blame him. I have to our she. wives in the towers. Yes. Another story, which is very similar, but slightly different, I guess, is that she gave birth to a daughter, but her husband took the baby away in a fit of rage, locked her in the tower, and this time she fell while she was trying to climb out of the tower to get to her baby. Aww. Regardless, there's a baby and there's a window. Pictures of the room, though, are... The window looks tiny, so, like, skinny queen, I guess. Skinny queen. We got another one in I this know, episode? I know. We got a up in this bitch. Dude, the 1600s were a rough time. They were. Anything, like, back then was tough being a woman, I'm telling you. I mean, yeah, just falling out of towers. It's whatever. It happens. A real-life Rapunzel, but in a bad... In a bad mm -hmm. ending. Yeah. And also, fun fact, part of this hotel is known for, I think it's like in Game of Thrones. I kept seeing like they have a Game of Thrones <gasps> door. I was like, what does that oh. mean? So I don't know if it's like, just like a fucking door that they well, show on the show. Part of Game of Thrones is filmed in Ireland, so. Oh yeah. So, the room in which Lady Isabel was imprisoned is now aptly called the Ghost Room. And mm -hmm. it's open to curious guests today. So, oh, is it a room you can rent out for the night? I think it used to be, but now it's just like... Has a plaque in front of it that mm -hmm. says ghost room and a spiral staircase, and you can just walk up and be in the okay. ghost room. So you gotta walk through so, it. Yeah, yeah, you can't see in it, but technically you could just go up there and fall asleep. What? And just. No, yeah. they probably have somebody check it at night. I don't know. Or maybe she kicks you out if you try to sleep in there. That's true, she probably would. So, Lady Isabel has a habit of knocking on guest doors and then she'll disappear, which. <laughs> could ding be, dong ditching? Yeah, could be ding dong ditching. Could also just be like anyone knocking on your door and you don't get there fast enough and they're already True. gone. <laughs> she has been seen in the ghost room staring out the window looking like she was searching for somebody. Presumably her child. AKA the baby. Yes. I think I read another one that like she may have cheated on her husband with a sailor and that's why he locked her away. So maybe she was looking for this mysterious sailor. Ah, to come save her. Yeah, but most of the stories involved a baby so I didn't know how that fit in. Yeah. 
A bastard child, perhaps? Could have been. Many guests say they can feel her presence in the hotel. Mm. Just standing there, you're like, I'm feeling, I feel like there's Lady Isabel up in here. Everyone always says that exact phrase when they're going to Summer Haunted. I feel a presence. I feel a presence in here today. Her spirit will make itself known by a vanilla scent. It's been described as a a musty or a musky. A musky vanilla? Yeah. I don't know. I just read like a really thick vanilla. (laughs) It sounds like you're describing how she looks. She's a she's, she's a, a thick, thick vanilla. vanilla musky woman. What's that thing where they're like so I guess she thick, as, thick as a bowl of oatmeal? Guests can see her in part of the hotel looking around for her child. She's also told to tug at the bottom of your bed sheets while you try to sleep. That's kind of scary falling asleep and just like what? Wait. So she travels to other rooms in the hotel. Apparently, or any of these stories, I guess, could be whenever they used to have people sleep yeah. in that room. I wonder why they stopped doing that. Maybe it was too popular or... I don't know, because I feel like they could have made a lot of money. Or maybe yeah. no one was actually supposed to sleep in this room and people were just talking about how they just slept in it anyway. I imagine. <laughs> so in the middle of the night, guests have also woken up to see her standing in the middle of their rooms before she fades away, which is a hard nope. What? I don't know about that. <laughs> Another ghost was Madame Nixon, who was a woman who lived in the castle until her death in the 18th century and is said to haunt it today. You know it's her because she was, like, known to wear silk dresses, I guess. And you can hear her walking down the hall and the sound of silk dresses ruffling. I have a question. Yes. You say Madame Nixon. Is she part of the royal family living there? Or? I don't even know who the fuck lived here because it became, like, a hotel. It isn't... It's, was it... It's not was a it huge, a hotel in the 18th century? It's not a huge castle. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it was that big of a deal. Sorry... Balagoli Castle? Bally Galley. Bally Galley. I don't know. <laughs> guests can oh yeah, guests can hear her walking down the hall. You can also smell the heavy scent of her perfume that she was known to wear. That she was known to wear though, like three hundred years ago. So I don't know who kept like they were like, This is really important information I need to pass down in future what? generations. She smelled like this. She smelled did she smell musky and, and vanilla so, too? Full body. It's all the same person. Imagine. Yeah, these ghosts. Some of these stories were lame because they're like, you could really smell her. I'm like, what? I don't know. All these ghosts have distinct smells. <laughs> they probably just have some like scented candles lit mm-hmm. in the hotel. Oh, it's, it's a ghost. The hotel is also said to be haunted by several children. Nobody knows where they came from. Didn't find anything <laughs> about those, but I feel like that's every fucking. It's the first lady's baby that grew up. And Maybe. it's haunting the castle that's trying to a... find its mama. I mean, I guess. No. Just. <laughs> Throwing shit out. Many guests have woken up by small childlike hands pushing or pulling at them in their sleep when nobody else what is in the... their room. I don't like the phrase childlike hands yeah, at all. Because it could just be an adult's hand that is very small. <laughs> tiny, <laughs> tiny hands. Small feet can be Wait. heard running down the hall as well. What are all these tiny descriptions? Childlike feet. <laughs> you would hear petite fo- footsteps yes. cross the floor. Yes. A guest once woke up in the middle of the night because he thought he felt a child's hand on his back. He then said he could hear a child running around his room and laughing, but could tell that there was nothing there. Oh my god. So fuck that. Other occurrences that have happened there are lights turning off by themselves, which is standard a at common, this point. A common haunted hotel. Yeah, two, 
A story I read about um, two guys were staying and they woke up to the sound of a light tapping by the door, which turned into a knocking and finally a banging sound. The noise seemed to get closer and closer, passing over their heads over to the other side of the bed and following the next moment of silence, the furnace suddenly turned on. What's so that? they're like, is that a ghost? And then turn on the furnace or is it just a really fucking loud furnace? What? I don't know. Weird. Probably a ghost. One story I read, they claimed that they could hear a woman's voice whispering, excuse me, on video. She's like, excuse me, you're my way. No, I was thinking, excuse me, can I talk to your manager? Oh, God. That's more likely. It was Madame Nixon. Her silk dress and her heavy perfumes. You can see an eerie green mist that's, like, draped over the castle. Oh. It's giving off, like... Voldemort vibes. I was thinking more goosebumps. Oh, okay. The green slime or whatever? Exactly. Gotcha. Slime me. Nope. That's Ew. not what they were just saying. I don't even that know what you're going gross. for right now. What did they used to say on Nickelodeon? Slime time? Slime time. No, I'm just kidding. Mm, that doesn't sound right either. Slime me! It's definitely not slime me. <laughs> sounds like a weird goosebumps yeah. porn parody. Yeah, it does. <laughs> slime me, R.L. Stein. Jesus Christ. So, anyway, mediums who have stayed at the castle often report that they could detect more go- more ghosts at the hotel than actual guests there. Ah. Like, no one, else, no one else said anything about that. That's just the mediums. A guest who was trying to record their stay kept turning on their video camera only to find the battery drain, and then when they went to plug it in, the battery would be full power, and they just kept going back and forth, and the same shit kept happening. Every time they went to set up the camera, it would die. They'd go to plug it in. It was like, no, I'm charged. Oh. <laughs> it didn't want to be recorded. Yeah, exactly. Shy ghost. They're like, I don't know what a camera is. Stop. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Guess personal belongings will get moved around the room by themselves. Also mm-hmm. standard. Yes. An elderly couple staying at the hotel booked a room, and when they arrived at the hotel, they're surprised to see staff members preparing for a fancy dress ball, which I think is a costume party. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't understand. Cinderella vibes. So yeah, I was imagining like a fancy ball, but then I googled fancy dress ball and it was like a costume party website. Like Halloween party. Think Labyrinth with David Bowie. I've never seen that. Oh, oh, bro, Mm. you gotta see it. They have a spooky little ball. Okay, all right then. Masquerade ball. I I don't know if it's like that or not. If it's just regular costumes. Anyway, someone let us know. Balls. The night of their check-in, they got a knock on their door and were given an invitation to the ball that night. They decided to go and had a fun night with all the other guests and hotel employees. In the morning after breakfast, they complimented the manager on such, like, a litty little party. And <laughs> Is that how they said it? Yeah, that's the, they used the word, "twas litteth. <laughs> but they were surprised when the manager told them that the ball was not scheduled to take place for another two days. Oh, what the hell? Yes. Yeah, so so I'm just imagining like this old ass couple just like partying in a okay. room alone and no another, one else is in there. Another, another Dis- <laughs> Disneyland reference uh, in the Haunted Mansion. They have the room where they're having a ghost ball and the, oh, that's yeah. just what I'm thinking and then that the couple shows them they're just dancing along with it. Yeah, and they're like, this is so much fun. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking more of Anastasia, which was a sadder version, okay. where she's dancing with all her dead family. Yeah, I think I like mine more. Yeah, maybe. So We're not <laughs> sponsored by Disney, but if Disney wants to sponsor us, go ahead. Give us your money. We know you make a lot, and you're still raising prices. That's yeah. unnecessary. That's another discussion. People also will hear unexplained noises, such as muffled talking and crying coming from empty rooms. Ew. Yeah, the crying's gross. Once a BBC reporter named Kim Linnigan, I didn't, I didn't search her name, whoops, 
stayed in the hotel to do a story for a Halloween segment. That night, she spoke with a medium in the ghost room and reported that the room started to get significantly warmer and warmer and a musty vanilla smell began to appear in the room oh. as they spoke. The medium later explained to her that the spirit in the room was a young woman who was scared and looking for her young mm -hmm. child and that she was being held in the room against her will. Yep. Kim planned on spending the night in the ghost room and was told by the medium that she didn't need to be afraid because the ghost wasn't angry, it was just scared. But around 3 a.m. she began to feel the room get hotter and hotter and then the smell of musty vanilla came back. She said the scent was so strong it felt like a sheet that was covering your entire body. <laughs> this all freaked her out so much that she decided to flee the room and stay in a different part of the hotel for the duration of the night. That's uh, kind of a weird thing to say though that the room was getting warmer and warmer because usually with ghosts everything gets cold. That's true. I know. We talked about that in the other Strange. story where they were like, it was unusually hot. Oh, Maybe it was yeah. just warm. Heat rises, so this was a True. tower. Oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Science. For real. The next morning, staff took her back to the room, and they told her that several guests over the night had reported hearing knocking, and one person reported seeing a woman in the room, that their room, that had slowly disappeared. Ooh. Once back in the room, the reporter looked at the mirror of the guest. Mm, nope. Once back in the room, the reporter looked in the mirror of the ghost room and saw written in the dust on it was her name, Kim. I thought you were going to say she looks in the mirror and she saw that ghost behind her and then she turned around and it vanished. But... Well, now my story is shitty because that would have been way scarier. <laughs> but yeah, that's like weirdly all I could find about it. It kept talking about how it was like one of the most haunted places in Northern Ireland. You're like, but where's the info on it? I know, every, sto every the, story was just like vanilla. And I was like, oh fuck You're like, vanilla? these stories are vanilla, bro. Yeah, true. They were, they were interesting. I mean, falling out of a window is pretty, pretty chocolate. Um, I was trying to think of the opposite of vanilla. Okay, I don't know if that's the way you say it, but okay. that's pretty, oh, that's pretty exotic. Pretty, there we go. I forgot to wear my reading glasses again while I talked. I you never could, remember what I'm talking. You can put them on while I, you listen if you'd like. No. Glasses are for losers. Okay. LASIK's a scam if you work on computers. I paid for LASIK and I have to wear reading glasses. It's a scam. It's a scam. I do it again in a heartbeat. Now it is Leah's turn. Alright guys, so we're gonna be switching gears from talking about all things haunted. So the most prominent figures in Irish slash Celtic mythology, the Banshee, and of course, we're going to be talking about the Leprechaun. The scariest of all. The scariest tiny little green man you've ever seen. So I'm going to be talking about the Leprechaun first since it's easily the most identifiable fig- Fuck, that's a Identifiable? Identifiable. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about the Leprechaun first since it's easily the most identifiable figure for St. Patrick's Day and Irish culture itself. And after Michelle's spooky haunted story, I thought we could use a little bit of brightening up. When you say spooky, you mean vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote. Hey, I, it's kind of funny that we were saying vanilla when she smelled like vanilla. Wait, did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Is that how it started? Yeah, it was a joke, like saying that it's vanilla, like bland. I don't even remember. Oh my gosh. I just now was like, hey. This is this goes to wheeze. And I'm like, wait, is that what I said five that's, minutes ago? Yeah, that's why we said it like that. I it's thought. been probably less than two minutes and I already have no memory of that. Michelle happening. has a goldfish brain. I feel like I sometimes <laughs> do. Okay. Just keep sweating. Anyway, um by definition, leprechauns are usually depicted as little bearded men wearing a coat and hat who are taken mischief. They are solitary figures who spend their time making and mending shoes and have a hidden pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. If captured by any human, they often grant them three wishes in exchange for their freedom. I don't know they grant wishes. Yeah. Like a I, little genie. In um, the Disney movie Leprechaun, 
if I think it's called Leprechaun. That's um, called Luck of the Irish. Okay. <laughs> so Someone's ignorant. In, sorry, my bad. Uh, I didn't look it up, but in the movie Luck of the Irish and Dis- uh, by Disney. At he, Disney. Yeah, at Disney. Fuck, just literally delete that all. No. Oh my god. I want to get in that you called the movie Leprechaun. Well, there is there's <laughs> Leprechaun movies, but it's about a killer leprechaun, so. I kept Googling St. Patrick's Day Murder, and that's the name of a book, so that's all I could find. Yeah, it can be hard, because <laughs> there's a lot of different things in the media about leprechauns. So, if captured by human, they often grant them three wishes in exchange for their freedom. But where did this extravagant little being come from? <laughs> So, the earliest known tale of leprechauns appears in a medieval story in which a king falls asleep on the beach. He wakes to find himself being dragged into the sea by three things he calls as leprechauns. Did he just make it up? Make up a word? He's like, fucking leprechauns? What are you? I don't know, but this is the first time that uh, leprechauns appeared in a book. So, I don't know where he thought of the words or maybe... He made it up. Yeah. Also, mind you, um, when in the book leprechauns isn't spelled exactly how leprechauns are spelled today so you know nothing back then was spelled <laughs> yeah everything was, was spelled very strange you got a th on the end of every word yeah leprechauns if as if english wasn't hard enough yeah so so he ca- he captures um the three leprechauns and they grant him three wishes in exchange for his release but all that doesn't quite explain how leprechauns became so well known within irish folklore when researching all things leprechauns and how this history be oh fuck I'm riding the struggle bus today. Ooh, okay. What a cheesy mom thing to say. When researching all things leprechauns and the history behind them, I just kept finding myself going further and further down a rabbit hole of folklore. <laughs> you know what I noticed? What? You say rabbit hole like every episode. Well, I always... It's very on brand. It's Leah trademarked. Yeah, it's trademarked by me. But... We're gonna trademark rabbit I hole. also feel like the themes or the stories that I always pick for my podcast, they're always like highly... Like extravagant things. They're rabbit holy, if you will. Yes, they're very Robert. Robert <laughs> Robert's hole. <laughs> Shouts out Robert in the Shout hole. Shout out to Robert's hole. <laughs> nice. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, I'm sorry if I say that a lot, guys. I'll try to think of another thing, but I keep finding myself going down a rabbit hole in every <laughs> single podcast. I just try to search some basic information on it to tell you guys, and I end up having to go like deep, like five layers deep, just finding out shit. Anyway, so I'm going to try to keep the precursing folklore to a minimum, but to understand how leprechauns emerge, I have to give you guys a brief understanding of the Alcida fairy folk. For the rest of the segment, I'll be referring to them as fairy folk in the case my pronunciation of that first word was terribly wrong. I feel like it probably is yeah. likely wrong. Yes, indeed. That also seems to be a common theme in each podcast episode, that yeah. my pronunciation of any words I am not familiar with is wrong so it's non-existent it is non-existent yes. so rabbit holes and bad pronunciation rabbit holes and not trademarks by me yep tm you also say mind you mind you <laughs> just like yeah I, I feel like i'm gonna have some mind yous here coming yep. up too so uh so the fairy folk are an ancient race of fairy and elf-like creatures that have resided within underground fairy mounds in ireland for hundreds of years there are several different types of these fairies and i'll be talking about a few of them Think of them as cousins to leprechauns, since they all share common traits. Do they fly? <laughs> None of the ones I'm presenting fly. Okay. They're like fairy-like creatures. Like, think of small little elf-like creatures. They live in mounds. Okay, so firstly, we have the Cluricon. The Cluricon are mischievous fairies known for their love of alcohol 
Preferably <laughs> wine. Okay. Yeah. So also you can see here how the this cousin of leprechaun shares similarities with modern day leprechaun as leprechauns are known to walk around with beer or wine in their hand. <laughs> Okay. They are, right? I yeah, it's kind of funny. St. Patrick's Day is known for drinking, and then you always see pictures of leprechauns holding beers in their hands. So. Well, I feel like every holiday in America, people celebrate by getting drunk. So yeah, but... I don't know if it's a but true representation. On, on Easter, you don't see the Easter bunny being depicted walking around with a beer, so I don't I've seen, know. I've seen some people get drunk on Easter. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that the image of him, like, he's literally always holding a beer, getting fady. <laughs> So anyway, if you're likable and show respect to these creatures, they will loyally guard your liquor. Oh, and that's good. the majority of these stories come from when people would have, like wineries or, I don't know, bigger estates where they would make their own alcohol. However, if they deem you unlikable, don't be surprised to find all your bottles empty by these thirsty little guys. They'll drink your alcohol. <laughs> yeah, if they don't like you, they'll drink all your alcohol. That's Isn't that hilarious? Like, Fuck you. Right? I'm gonna get drunk. But like I said, if they like you, they'll guard they'll guard it from people that are trying to steal it. Isn't okay. that funny? Yeah. They're cute little guys. This before or after the wishes. No, those are fairies. These aren't leprechauns. This is another cousin of the leprechaun. Okay. So they are known to be fiery and mischievous and love pulling pranks. So sometimes alcoholics will claim that the clericon must have drank in all their alcohol and that's essentially displacing the responsibility of their own addiction oh, on these goodness. folk. So like they'll often say, like, oh I saw I saw a clericon downstairs. He was drinking all my alcohol. Like, it wasn't me. I swear it wasn't me. It's not hilarious. Oh, no. They blame them. People are like, fuck, that sounds legit. So the next cousin is the Far Darig, meaning the red man in Irish. And yes, they do indeed dress in only red. Oh. Yeah, as you, as you would when you're called the red man. They're also sometimes known as rat boys. <laughs> <laughs> so they call me. I love that name. And they are said to be rather fat have dark, hairy skin, long snouts, and skinny tails. That's where the rat voice comes in. Oh, okay. <laughs> they also enjoy playing tricks on humans, however, in a much more cynical way than the Clericons. They are known to kidnap people in a large burlap sack that they carry around, and they take them to an undisclosed location and taunt them with inhumane sounds until they're satisfied and then, and then release them. So they'll be, like, growling, oh. and they'll... Just make like crying sounds, any animal sounds, until the person is just so terrified and they're like, all right, I'm gonna let you go. Okay, goodbye. Okay, it's bye. Such a weird yeah. thing to do. Like, I'm gonna lock you up and go, grrr. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a little scarier than that because it like terrifies humans. I just shit my pants when I heard myself because I scared myself. I, I think I'm gonna make that episode name something with In the Rat Boys. Yeah. <laughs> we, should, we should rename our, our podcast. podcast The Rat Boys. Next time Brandy's here. The Rat Boys. TM. <laughs> the Rat Boys are back. Saturdays are for the Rat Boys. Saturdays are for the Rat Boys. Okay. Far Darigs are also good at thrill out of swapping human babies with changelings, which are pretty much like fairy folk babies. <laughs> they oh. literally just like switch them. How would they not know? Well, the people end up noticing that it's not their baby. Oh, they do end up noticing. They, they, they like to see people's reactions. That's the thing. <laughs> Idiot. I couldn't find anything if they ever switched them back. Um, <laughs> Presumably. I'm going to leave that up to your imagination. Um, so the last cousin we have of the leprechaun are called the red caps. Now buckle the fuckle up oh, okay. for some nightmares because these fairy folk are all about being gruesome. Oh, I thought they were going to be like cute like little gnomes. Okay, so I imagine them kind of like gnomes, but 
Um, they are described on their wiki page, quote, a short, thick-set old man with long, prominent teeth, skinny fingers armed with talons like eagles, large eyes of fiery red color, grizzly hair streaming down his shoulders, iron boots, a pike staff in his left hand, and a red cap on his head. You're literally describing me. Okay. It's like looking in a mirror. Yeah, that's exactly how Michelle's dressed right now. Yeah. So, my in a... Grizzly hair streaming down to my shoulders. Totally. In a way, you can see kind of like you would imagine a gnome, but also like way more terrifying. A fucked up gnome. Just like fucking talons. Yeah. Just... Okay. <laughs> so, also from the Wikip- Wikipedia page, I learned... That when travelers take refuge in his lair, he flings huge stones at them, and if he kills them, he soaks his cap in their blood, giving it the red hue. Okay. So what? It's just a white hat, and then they're like, all right, once you get your first kill, you need to be a red cap. That's how they, that's, that's why the the cap, that's why they're called the red caps. Because they refill, refill it with people's blood. I mean, (laughs) you're thirsty and you need some red dye at the same time. Two birds, one stone. I I guess so. Um, I imagine that they drink it. They seem like they would. No, no, they just soak their hats in it. Oh, they don't even drink it? No, I don't. I didn't read anything about them drinking the blood. So, they are entirely aware that if their blood-soaked caps dry out entirely, they will simply disappear, vanish into nothing. Oh. Yeah, so this motivates them to kill as much as necessary to ensure their survival. I was reading that usually they'll kill, like, every one of three days to keep Ugh. it red so it's quite a lot of people so if their blood can't if the blood can't dry in their caps does that mean there's like blood dripping down them too you probably want to make the cap um, show it i'm just imagining like <laughs> blood dripping down onto their grizzled hair <laughs> their talons of fingers yes you know what shoes. i did not think that deeply into it but i mean one could presume their hat is leaking ew the, the, the red leaky caps but but okay <laughs> Um, so, so, with that being said and the explanations of the three cousins of Leprechaun, I came to the conclusion that... Leprechauns aren't real. Well... Psych, we're not idiots. Obviously they exist, bro. Yeah. Come on. So, I came to the conclusion that the Chlorican, the Far Dargs, and the Red Caps, in a way, kind of became assimilated to represent just the Leprechaun as we know it today. Because like I said, I gave you the description of the leprechaun, but he's missing some aspects of how we know him today. And you could kind of see that they take a little bit from every one of these other fairy folk and yeah. put it into one. Yeah. So while stories of these four fairy folk exist, the most commonly known is the leprechaun. If I lost you here on the conclusion of why I even explained the three cousins, I'm sorry. I'm terrible at explaining myself. I did forget why we talked about them. I just wanted to. I just wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about like the leprechaun and kind of how it got some of its traits as we know it today. Oh, okay. And there wasn't too much information on leprechauns to be honest. So I had it kept referencing like the red caps or the chloricon or the far dargs. And a little Harry Potter things like the pygmy puffs, the buckbeaks. Buckbeaks the name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why I'm saying doing the research on this, I was just trying to simply like find out about leprechauns and it's like, oh, you got to know about like the fairy folk. And I'm like, okay, let me learn about the fairy folk. And it's like, well, uh, what about you the... You can't just learn about the fairy folk. Yeah, they're like, well, obviously you got to learn about the clerican. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, obviously the far dargs. Bro, how are you going to forget the red caps? Come yeah. on now. It's fucking amateur hour. But anyways, let's move on from all things leprechauns. And let me talk to you briefly on the Irish Banshee. 
Don't be screaming like a banshee over there, Michelle. <laughs> Did you write in that joke? No, I just thought of it. Okay, good. I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't even scream, so your joke doesn't <laughs> make sense anyway. <laughs> I, I just thought of it. Okay, so, so the banshee is a fairy folk woman, and we already know what the fairy folk are, just casual reminder. Um, she's commonly associated as a bringer of death. <laughs> Same. Is there <laughs> only one banshee? No. Oh, okay. There was actually originally five, but we'll get to that. Oh, that's not five a large number still. Yeah, yeah, that's really weird. But um, she's like kind of a ghost, so I think she can appear places, multiple oh. places at once. Okay. Okay, we'll get there though. Um, but she isn't actually a bringer of death. She only appears as a warning that someone in your family or like your close circle will be passing away soon. Oh. Um, she does this by screaming, wailing, or keening. Keening is the word I'm going to be using for the rest of the segment. Um, it's the Irish word for, like, an emotional scream, like, screaming. You would keen if you found out somebody you loved passed away. It's very dark. It's like, it's already traumatic. Someone's going to die. You have to have this bitch come in and yelling at you. No, you don't. You don't know that the person's going to die. Like, she's warning you. Say they're going to, say she's warning you that, like, your sibling's gonna die five days from then. She comes screaming. You don't know who's gonna die. She doesn't tell you. But she you screams. know someone's gonna die. You yeah. Just, you see her come. You're like, well, fuck. How yeah. Stay you're like, this then. is stressful. But she doesn't. Oh, and also something I uh, wanted to mention: the person who is going to die never hears the scream. Oh no! So if you're yeah. all in a room and one person can't hear the scream, exactly, they're like, gonna be the one oh, that dies. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so plugging her ears to drown out the sound of her does nothing, as she isn't the one causing the death but rather just warning you of it. Regardless of hearing her scream or not, the death is unpreventable. Wow. Yeah. So if you try to plug your ears, try to hide, like, it, it doesn't matter. To her, it doesn't matter. She's just trying to help you out. It's not going to stop the death. So the history of the Banshee dates back to the 8th century in which women, Pacific women, would sing songs of sorrow over the newly dead at, um, while they were being buried to express their grief. These women were known as keeners and would accept payments in the form of alcohol. <laughs> Preferably wine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the public deemed these women as sinners and doomed them to become banshees in the afterlife. Because they drank? Because they're, literally their only job was to be like singing songs of mournfulness at funerals and they were getting paid in alcohol. So I think the main problem that the public had with them is that they were getting paid in alcohol. Oh, okay. The 8th century. 8th? Yes. Oh, so like so, 700? Literally. Jesus Christ. That's what it says. I didn't forget a one, a one I swear. Old. <laughs> yeah, these bitches are old. So, banshees were originally only to keen or cry of... I said cry really weird. I said cry. Cry. <laughs> banshees were originally only to keen or cry over five of Ireland's families. The O'Neills, the O'Briens, the O'Connors, the O'Grady's, and the Cavanaughs. The O'Cavanaughs. The O'Cavanaughs. They're the <laughs> only one without the O. So. Weird. Yeah, lucky them, right? Mm. However, as centuries went on, intermarriage and obviously having kids in the families allowed for the majority of the modern-day Irish population to have at least a small percentage of one of these families down their lineage. Oh, wow. And that's why you see banshees more um, common just throughout Ireland, just because... That's why I personally see them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you can see stories of a lot of people seeing hearing banshees. You don't really see them, to be honest. y'all are all related. Yeah, y'all are all... <laughs> no, that sounds bad. Banshees appear in a few different forms of a woman. However, once spotted by a human, she will vanish into a cloud of mist accompanied by the sound of birds' wings flapping away. <laughs> she doesn't like to be seen. She's a shy girl. 
Oh, okay, me too. Mm-hmm. Most, most commonly, the Banshee is seen as an old, haggard woman with long gray hair. The next most common, she is seen as a young, beautiful woman dressed in a shroud. Very different ways of seeing her. Do you know what a shroud is? Yes. Oh, okay. Ish. Well, I didn't. Th- I thought you might ask, but um, for those of you who don't know, a shroud is pretty much like what the body, a length, it, mm-hmm. buck. <laughs> <laughs> what the body, it lengthens. <laughs> okay. So a shroud is a length of cloth that is wrapped around a body uh, right before they're buried. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes it even more eerie. Gross. And least common, she is seen as a full-figured, and that's what they put, a full-figured matron. Yeah, and I think thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. I think a matron is like a nurse or a caretaker. I just imagine someone very motherly. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes she is spotted by a river or body of water washing blood-stained clothes of the soon-to-be-deceased. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I had read one source and just only one source that said that if you see her washing clothes by the river, that means that that person is going to die a brutal death. Oh, no. They're either going to be murdered or something like that, stabbed, whatever. And then uh, another way that she's seen sometimes is walking around sorrowfully in a white dress or a white robe. And this means that either a pregnant woman or a child is going to be dying soon. Oh, wow. Don't take that one to heart too much. I had only found it on one source, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Banshees are very unfairly labeled as terrifying, but to me, I almost feel bad for them. I can only assume the real-life Keeners in the 8th century must have had it pretty bad. Yeah, for sure. Imagine. They probably experienced a life filled with misfortunes and grief that led them to have the occupation as a Keener. Like, literally, they're getting paid in alcohol to cry at people's funerals like how low of a life can you have a little depressing yeah and in turn they drowned out their grief and the alcohol they were paid in super healthy way of coping exactly yeah and on top of that they were then doomed by the public to an eternity of sorrow as banshees so rough life i feel bad for them they really cannot get a break you know banshees are just doing their best they're trying. They're literally trying to like warn people. And in a way, you can think of you can think of banshees as they're not screaming to scare you. They're scream. They're keening, which is kind of like an emotional scream, because they're so attached. They've been so attached to those five families that every time uh, a member of the family dies, they genuinely feel sad about it. Oh. Like they've been they've been with the family for hundreds of years and they're actually like mourning them mm-hmm. so that's one way to think about it um originally when i was researching i thought it was going to be a little more scary <laughs> turns out the red caps were scarier than banshees who would have thought yeah i thought the banshees would be scary too yeah but uh i thought that was really interesting to learn that it it pretty much came from real women and they were banished to be banished to be banshees that doesn't sound banished like to be banshees they were pretty much doomed to be banshees and yeah, I feel for them, honestly. Um, I don't think they're really trying to cause harm. If you search for Banshees, Google Images, they look pretty creepy. Um, so I just part of the curse. No, because like I said, sometimes they're beautiful young women. But I think um, we commonly associate Banshees with being like, the reason. Yeah, being scary and the reason that people die. They're, they're the ones killing them, but they're actually literally just warning the family member. You know? It's a little sad then. Yeah, so it's... A little bummer vibe at the end, but you know, if you ever hear a banshee screaming, you just be like, you know, shout out to you. You had a rough, and uh, thanks. I'll try to prepare as well as I can. And Still gonna try to prevent it, cause you can't. Yeah, you, you gotta try. You can't. 
That's a uh, one common theme. You but I'm still gonna it. try. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. Final destination. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, huh? Yeah. But yeah, so this was our St. Patrick's Day themed episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. And sorry for not having Brandy with us. Yes, Brandy should be back next week. So yes. we'll be back to the three of us. The three the three rap boys. Yeah, rap boys TM. Rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, you guys can find us on any of your listening apps for podcasts. You guys can follow us on Instagram at Spooky Shit and Tales from the Beyond. That's not our name. So <laughs> if you want to find us at Leah Becca. If you want to find us on Instagram, you look at Tales from the Beyond Podcast. If you want to email us, Tales from the Beyond Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is spooky underscore beyond. I'm trying there you, there my you best. Go. I'm sorry. It's just there's so many different usernames. but That's uh, how you do it. But we look forward to talking to you guys next week. And have an awesome St. Patrick's Day. And don't drink and drive. And watch out for the little... Um, Red cap bitches. The little red caps and the ones that'll drink your alcohol. And if your friends see a banshee that you don't see, bye. No, no, because <laughs> you're going to hear her before you see her. Oh, Am I friend, right, boys? If your friends hear a banshee that you are like, what? I don't hear it. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to die. R.I.P. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, bye.